Black, Educated, and Broke is a weekly entertainment podcast where we mix hip-hop, headlines, and all things ATL into the success of Black millennials in the Black culture. Hey, 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 guys. Oh, my God. Yep, that annoying voice. I'm back. We're back. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute, but Black, Educated, and Broke, we back and we better than ever, Maya. Why are you laughing, Maya? No, you did not say that. I know that annoying voice is back. First of all. Because sometimes when I hear myself talk, I'm like, oh my gosh, shut the f- But so that's why I just said it. It's okay. But At I love you. You know me. how we feel. Ron, you know. Oh, wow. You've wow. been tripping with me wow. all day. I don't know why you mad because I checked you in the most professional you way. And now you got to get me. You ain't never checked me in a thousand years. I don't know where that look like. Ron, I don't know why you love me. Welcome back to Black Education and Broke, guys. I know you missed us. We're back. That part, we've been and on we've a vacation. You've heard Randy O. You've heard Ron. That's Maya. Mike B is here. Of course, Q is out. Shout out to him. And Zay from the Bay. Listen, she's back in the building. We celebrated her birthday not too long ago. And then she yeah, came man. to Atlanta. Just just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And Y'all I just right? want to give a quick shout out. I thought Hold that on. was a recording. I was Hold on. I just want to give a quick shout out to Miss Shanae. Hey, her birthday had just recently passed. Virgo yes, season. We miss hey, you, girl. Damn Virgos. Miss you. Damn Virgos. Whenever you want to make another appearance on our show, we are more than welcome to have you. Please come back. We miss the behind the scenes with Shanae. We really do. But Shanae is doing really big things in L.A. And we love yeah. you, Shanae. So happy belated birthday to her. Keep on going and, and growing, girl. Shit. Send me a little piece of that check, Shanae. Little piece of that check. Little piece of that check. I think she does. She does. So (laughs) now get with it, okay? So any of y'all, listen, a lot has been going on, but I kind of wanted to kind of go over a few top highlights. I first want to just go ahead and get the heavy stuff out of the way. So um, on Wednesday, September the 1st, breaking news that NeNe Leakes, her husband, Greg Leakes, has unfortunately passed away. And um, I had an audio here because um, it was just a three days beforehand. She was at her restaurant, which is called Lanithia, out there in um, North, well, out there in Gwinnett. It's out there in Gwinnett, and um, someone had told her that, you know, she was being rude. And, you know, she had to let them know what was going on. And so I wanted to let y'all hear this video because it was so sad. And it almost makes me feel like... You, did you, you don't want to speak it into existence. But anyway, I'm going to let y'all decide. Let me share my screen. Stand by. Hi, Nene. Hi. Hi. I hope you guys are enjoying the yeah. uh, Can you cut the music for a second, please? Yeah. How y'all doing? All right. I hope everybody's enjoying the lounge tonight. Uh, I have a few people, too, approach me about a birthday, right? Yeah. right then and there like my husband is dying my husband is going to be dead in the next couple of days and that was just on Tuesday I think it was Monday night Tuesday and he passed away on Wednesday so um just really sad really tragic and I did I mean that's something that you need to hear as far as people be like when you have these encounters with celebrities I have to check myself too sometimes (laughs) not me the celebrity but 
sometimes when I meet other celebrities, like, oh, they had a, a pissy attitude because you know what? You don't know what people are going through. So, um, oh, that's true. But was she at work? Yeah, was she had to go in there. Yeah, she was at the. Yeah, she, she had to go in there. So if you knew you had to come to work, then you had to be prepared for what you dealing with. If not, you're the owner. You ain't gotta go. Yeah, well, that, that, that's, I, that's I don't. I guess I don't. Add, I, I will sympathize in the death of her husband because that was her partner for what, over 20 years. Yeah. Uh, with her oldest son as well as with their son, they've had their ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, he was the provider, and then she became. Uh, this superstar and I, I thought Nene was one of the best on the Housewives very honest, very open uh, of course she brought in ratings this, that and the third uh, but I guess that whole video just kind of threw me off in the kind of person that she can be um, you, you were at work and you didn't want to tell somebody what and then you just get on the mic and say that ma'am that's your personal business, if you couldn't be there you just don't show up well never I'll go ahead Ron I met Greg a couple times. He's a nice guy. Yeah, me too. I met. He was so nice, and it's just like remember he had the cancer. Then it, it was yeah. some, some blast. Well, some I, blogs came out that he had beat it. He was recovering, and the fact I think I had met him before he was before sick. he got sick. Okay, yeah. but yeah, I just I just hate for anybody to lose anybody, then especially the yeah. cancer. It's just it is the worst. So definitely sending out the prayer warriors for Nene Licks and her family. But I do want to kind of switch it to a positive vibe and talk about Maya, our girl, Cardi. Okay, Cardi B, uh, she is giving back. <laughs> giving back to the community. She is giving 500 students. She gave away 500 new book bags and school supplies to 500 students from her old elementary school. And I just thought that was always good when I thought That's what's up. Back to where you came from, like, show love. Now, what's going on with you? What you got for us, Maya? So on a lighter, funnier news, I think this is funny. I don't know if y'all would think it's funny, but um, <laughs> the FTC, the um, Federal Trade Commission is investigating McDonald's. <laughs> For what? Girl, the flirt machine's always down. They want to know why. <laughs> See, it's no. about time. That's it's about real. time. They are about 30 years later, ain't you? They are sick of it. They want to know why the furry machines are down, why customers can't get milkshakes, why they can't get ice cream, why they can't get their McFlurries. And they just they just want to know what is going on. So apparently, according to the Washington uh, Street Journal, um, the machines require a nightly automatic heating cycle to clean the machines. And that can last up to four hours to get rid of the bacteria that lives and stays there, right? Mm-hmm. So apparently, these machines ain't getting turned on at night. And if they're not getting cleaned oh. at night, it's the it renders the machine the uh, to make the McFlurries and the ice cream useless until a repairman can get there. Oh. And typically, oh. a repairman doesn't really make that their first priority on um, their stops. So that hinders um, McDonald's in their business when it comes to McFlurry machines, especially when it's over the summer and everybody wants McFlurry and some French fries. So exactly. somebody oh, turning a machine off at night is what you're telling me. They turn yeah, the machine <laughs> off. But McDonald's, Wait. McDonald's lately has still been twenty four hours. So who's turning it out? Right. Um, oh, the fact that it hours though. Who's twenty four hours? The one up the street from me ain't twenty four uh, hours. Well, you have to in Atlanta. In Atlanta, McDonald's they're <laughs> not McDonald's, but McDonald's are twenty four hours because in the city, when you hungry at three o'clock in the morning, Listen. you go get you a, a nugget and a, yes. a cheeseburger, two for three dollars. And you Pizza know, Pizza for this, run, you for... know, Ron is in, in, in the birds up there, uh, up there, mm -hmm. uh, up there. He almost in uh, South Carolina. Yes, pretty what much. Else? But for yeah. it to make it to the FTC, that means that is a oh, lot yeah. of complaints. They've had enough. They have apparently had enough, and they sent a letter to the franchises earlier this summer. In the letter obtained by the Washington Street Journal, the agency wants to know how McDonald's reviews uh, suppliers and equipment. So um, that includes the ice cream machine. So based off of the um, feedback they get back from those reviews, we'll take a, um, a deeper look into whether or not they'll be, um, you know, taking further action towards the franchises. But I just thought that was so funny because how long have we been saying that I don't think I'm ice cream? The machine broke. Well, the know? one over here by my house off of Howell Mill, they actually is usually consistently working. I don't really have problems with them. Well, it yeah. must be nice for you because I just stopped. My expectations yeah. are really low. I, I barely be asking for a frappe from McDonald's at this point. Listen, because every time I go, the, the uh, Matt Cafe closes. How is the Matt Cafe? That's what I'd be like. Or, or, girl, you know when I get that frappe, you still had ice chips in there. It's supposed yes. to be 
be like, I said, uh, excuse me, this is not blended enough. But wait, did you see the new thing that they're doing with the um the frappes with the uh, caramel frappe? They add the Oreo chunks since they're not using them for the macaroni. No. I saw that. I'm gonna try it, but oh I'm, my god, I'm trying it. I'm trying it I'm tonight. Scared. So they take the Oreos from the McFlurry and put it in the frappe. Frappe, mm-hmm. frappe machine work, but the McFlurry machine don't work. You know, how come one plus one equals five in this equation? Why one machine broke and the other one working? Why can't they both be working? I don't understand it. But yeah, I just thought that was a little bit of a, okay, a, a chuckle for me. On that real quick because oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> about you know Go ahead, Zay. advertising. You know, right now I'm back in California and <laughs> I've seen that they put the oil in the frappe and I literally went to McDonald's the other day trying to get one. They said they can't do that, so oh. it's not all locations and it really hurt my feelings. So I only went to McDonald's for that, like, I, and I, now I'm stuck in this long line because I can't even get. Don't tell me that. So we might close my but oh, I'm gonna be sad. I gotta, I gotta stop by the one in Hateville. I gotta try too now, mate. I'll be spreading fake news, dog. Hold on, hold on. I'm about to find it so I can send it to you. Pipe down. I'm gonna find the little thing thing that I saw so I can send it to you. Pipe down. Oh, you find that thing thing that you saw, saw. Ron, what you got? No, I was just saying this is the hungriest show ever. No, 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 no. A story, sir. I didn't ask about who hungry. Oh, uh, wait, or is they maybe ready if you not? What? Well, I mean, I am because he said something about being hungry. And I mean, I don't know if y'all oh. saw this, but I just did want to have a conversation with you guys about Trick Daddy. Um, uh, and right. Being hungry for the, for the, you know, you know. Zay, uh, tell us more. I saw that today. Tell more about that story because, girl, okay. I was not ready for I, Trick Daddy nasty ass. Or so is he nasty? I have it right here on my phone. So I don't know. I can't really send it to you. No, I, have, but, I have an article up too about it. Okay, well, yes, because. You can basically hear what he said, and then like you know, it was a lot of memes and stuff. Okay, I'm gonna play it. I got you. Here we go. I think this is it. I'm about to play it. Hold on. Ah, funky. When you say women to support to eat booty game, you're saying women is eating the booty? Yeah, women eat the booty. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. I don't know where to make noise for that or not. Yeah, I get eight out. Wait, wait, what? You don't have your legs in the air, though. It depends. When you say women's is a... Okay, go ahead. That that part, right, Zay? Yeah, that was a little bit too much, but he's so funny that, like, I don't even know whether to take him seriously or not, because sometimes he just be talking. Oh, he but... was hella serious. Uh, he was hella serious. But when you go look on your Twitter, I'm probably going to go screenshot some and put them up on the video forum. So if y'all listening, cool. But make sure y'all go check out YouTube to go see the tweets. But there was like hella men defending him. Like, and so it just had me thinking, you go look on their page. It was like, they have pretty girlfriends. And like, it was like, yeah. I know this is not a norm. Like, because, you know, they say don't never say never. But like, I'm never doing that. You said, girl, don't... please, Miss Leo. Ron Mike B. Ron, would you ever have you ever? Would you ever have you ever? Uh, yeah. the fifth. All righty. All right. Mike B, would you ever have you ever? I have not ever. I have, I do like that little area. That little area right, right. in between. Yeah, that little see. area. Let me tell you, See? that little area right there. Like B, no, that's right. But okay. I'm out. Listen, I go to the bathroom on the regular. I don't do that. <laughs> but you can get in that little area, and I keep it clean. And then, 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 then trick dad to say something about, um, about uh, keeping wipes. Yes, you yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm let, hold on, you ready for this? I, I'm a huge believer of that for 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 brother. Because you hear women all the time say, yeah. I hear women marry women say washing. Their their husband's underwear and it's still like like you got like a child oh, in there and so no I do sense. believe I, as a, I'm a grown man but I buy yes. these flushable um, the wipes that you That's can get right. at the grocery store yes, I keep sir. them with me if I have to do that phase in the restroom because you should be cleaning down there right yes, no, come on fellas I, come on come you on my, so you yes, know what sir. I'm actually very proud of Mike B and Ron because I feel like we have a level of open mindedness. Um, I think that it's totally okay. I think that it's it's more it's becoming more common. Just how I remember in high school, like giving head, I was like, oh my god, you gave head, oh my god, you your hoe. But now it's like everybody gives head. I think eating booty is gonna be the same thing. Whereas I'm like, ew. This is like, oh my god, yeah, I did my man, yeah, yeah. 
it's gonna become a norm. So I just think absolutely people people do it, and with. if that's not your cup of tea, you don't do it. But I am a firm believer. Trick Daddy said he kept the wipes for that. I believe in keeping wipes to be clean. Yeah. And, so, and then again, when I go back, I'm gonna put these Twitter pieces up because, like, even when we talk about the wives, they did comment about that. And more mm-hmm. of the younger generation, people younger than me, like, men was like, oh no, I don't like the way the wet stuff feels between my booty cheeks. And like, but they were young when you go look at they were like yeah. younger. So, but I do agree with men using wives because, I yeah. mean, my generation, we, I mean, I knew men who did, but like, my brother and their young generation, they like, no, that's like, it feels weird. It's nasty. So it really depends, but I hope that's not going to become the norm because. Mm-mm. Okay, Maya, your face is just so scrunched up for our listening. <laughs> what is that face for, Maya? Mm-mm. You're not about that life. Mm-mm. Never ever would you ever. Mm-mm. Okay, we're going to have to remember this. The goop. The gooch. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, the gooch. Yeah. That's okay. You might as but well slide on no. back to the next part. No. No. Listen, but you ain't so got to go back there. I just like that little area. <laughs> you ain't <laughs> that got to go back there. <laughs> <laughs> go back there. That little area right there, let me tell you something. Oh. You got me solid. I know this is a family show, but you got me solid. You ain't even got to do that to me. Just, just show my balls some love, and I'm good. Oh, my God. The B-E-T-S-A dot conversation. Run, I'm going to go ahead. Run, run, run. You are in a committed relationship. Y'all going to take it to the next level. Go on, get that little area. Get that little area. Yeah. I mean, we like I said, we're both satisfied, sir. We don't need that. We're both satisfied, sir. We don't need that. I'm satisfied where I'm at, man, but I'm, I'm a little nasty. I'm going to say thank you. Next door. Next door. I'm going to check y'all in like version. 10 years from now. Maya, I'll check in with you back when you're 36, I'm a born again 37. Zaya, when you're 35, 34. I'll check back. Maya's a born again virgin. I'm sick of it. Go to bed. If that's a new wave, I'm not doing nothing. Okay. Okay, well, I hope we haven't, like, got y'all too thrown off for our listeners. I know we've been talking about death to good stuff to gooch and balls. We just went a lot of places in this banter. So we're going to have a pretty, so, I mean, we're gonna have a pretty lit show, right? So today's show, we're going to have our special guest. We're going to have Jason on the show. Jason B. Allen, who's running for yeah, us. That's my guy. That's my guy right there. Um, he's the show to talk about, uh, you know, Atlanta education and a lot of things very informative and very well spoken brother I'm looking forward to talking with him we got our melanin news Mike V gonna keep us up to date in that and then we got a little bit of Ron's rundown so we got a full show guys so keep it locked right here on Black Educated and broke Randy I got a story you gonna love Black Icons it's strong it's empowerment it's leadership it's me it's the culture. I'm African American. My skin tone is brown. I have a son. He's African American. His skin tone is brown. I'm here to uplift. I'm here to inspire. I'm here to lead. You can follow us at Black Icons 83 on Facebook and Instagram. And right now we're working on the website, so anything you see on the page, you can shoot us a DM and someone to get back to you within 24 hours. Shop Black Icons. Hi, it's your boy K Reese. Make sure y'all listen to Black Educated and Broke. They got a badass podcast going on, man. Y'all gonna love it. For the latest headlines in Black America, tune in to Black Educated and Broke Weekly for your melanin news with Mike B. Happy September, everybody. I am Mike B with Melanin News. By the time you hear this episode, the Comics Rock Convention will be over. Shout out to comedy veteran, 30 plus years in the game, Hope Flood. I think moving it to Atlanta was a great move and a makeover for the convention. This year, the 90s legend honored legendary comedians such as J. Anthony Brown and Marsha Warfield. Whoopi Goldberg's company, Whoopi Inc., is being sued for $50 million in a New Jersey development dispute. The New York Post reports that a lawsuit claims that the company is allegedly accused of helping to remove a long-term developer in the northeastern state to help rebuild downtown West Orange, New Jersey. An organization called Prism Capital Partners was chosen to help with redevelopment in 2006. As of May, reports say that they defaulted on its agreement and later terminated in June. We will see how this goes. Goldberg has not publicly 
responded to the suit. Pandemic relief aid as of Wednesday morning will expire on September the 6th. Stats show more than 11 million jobless Americans receiving smaller weekly checks or losing all pandemic benefits. More than two dozen states have already pulled the plug on federal aid ahead of the deadline, with governors claiming that the extra unemployment insurance was discouraging residents from taking available jobs. Georgia and Texas were among the states who started cutting in June and July. As of Wednesday morning, arrest warrants have been issued for the Ohio man who confronted a reporter on live TV during Hurricane Ida coverage. Warrants have been issued for Benjamin Dagley on two charges of simple assault, one count of disturbance of the peace, and one count of violation of emergency curfew. Dagley, who is a white man, approached Shaquille Brewster, a MSNBC reporter reporting live from Gulfport, Mississippi, on Monday. In HBCU news, Grambling State Marching Band will add its first female drum major since 1952. Nearly 70 years later, Candace Hawthorne, a senior from Dallas, Texas, is a part of three drum majors in the world-famous Tiger Marching Band. She is the second female drum major since Velma Patricia Patterson, who served as a drum major in 1952. Hawthorne is a double music and engineering technology major. Congrats to her. Grambling State takes on Tennessee State this weekend during the Black College Hall of Fame. For this and more news, follow me on Twitter at MikeB underscore news. These are your headlines. Do you have a business that needs a social media makeover? Or perhaps you just simply do not have the time to run your business and manage your social presence. Allow Randy L. PNR to take the wheel. From posting content to engaging with customers, Randy L. PNR will seamlessly handle all of your social media needs. For a list of all of their services, go to www.randyopnr.com or check them out on social media at Randy O. PNR. Take the worrying out of posting and allow the experts at Randy O. PNR to handle it for you. Black Educated and Broke can be found on many platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and our Heart Radio music app. So if you need somewhere to listen but don't want to download a bunch of apps, choose one of those. You're bound to have one of them on your phone, right? Right? That's what I thought. Black Educated and Broke, season three, coming right at you. What's up? What's up? This is your boy, comedian Marlon Ballard, man. Y'all are Black Educated and Broke podcast, man. Check these cats out. They're funny, man. We had a hell of a time. Check them out. Every single week. Hey, Black Educated and Broke. We're getting ready to start the interview with Jason B. Allen, who's a special education teacher in Georgia and who's also running for the Atlanta Education School Board seat number nine. We were unable to capture the very beginning of the interview, which is mostly just the intro. So let's get into it now. White man in West Virginia um, demanding that her kids and black and brown kids uh, were able to go to the grammar school, right? So that's real old school, because you know, a grammar school, is like, you know, all the grades in one building and you get the basics. And that's what she was advocating. Arithmetic right, they, they had arithmetic, right? And you know, they had reading and they had writing. And so they, that's how they learned. And so she was advocating in 1906 um, as a Sunday school teacher, right? that black and brown children should be able to go to the grammar schools in West Virginia. So I come from a family of uh, educators from higher ed to um, as far as pre-K. And that's how I got connected to doing this work. Okay, just out of curiosity, you know, you talk about the, you know, the people in your life, the women being educators, grammar school. Were they just perhaps women of, you know, Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority? You know, I'm just curious. My baby sister is an AKA and studied social work. Come on. And see? my aunts are deltas. Um, oh, my well, my dear aunt right. that passed away. She's actually in the picture that's behind me. She was a professor of arts education, and she actually helped to start the Betty Shabazz Academy uh, for oh, girls. So, yeah. so yes, but we do have we, my sister is represented for the AKAs in the family, but a lot of deltas, a lot of deltas. Okay, well, on a uh, black educated and broke, <clears throat> right? We have uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha. This is my also sorority sister Neo Zaina. We are Alpha Zeta from Langston University. Okay, I love you it. it out there. <laughs> But no, it. but as far as yourself, okay, so um, the biggest thing that we know in regards to you having a legacy of education, clearly this is why you're so good at it and been doing it so long, we see now that you're actually running for office. Now you're running for an office for the Atlanta School Board. Is this gonna be your first time running for office? 
Yes, this will be my very first time running for office. I'm the only teacher um, that is on the ballot for the Atlanta Board of Education race, and it's extremely important. Um, I've been in education, this is year 17 for me, and I, you know, my students joke with me a lot because I, I'm, I'm so old school, I'm a 90s, you know, I grew up in the 90s, so um, they were like, you know, Mr. Allen, you started from the bottom and now you're here, that's very true. I started as a part-time contractor uh, running the after-school program at then one of the worst schools in Atlanta Public Schools. And um, I've taught English language arts. I've been a parent liaison in the school, connecting parents and communities to the work. I've been a district administrator and a school administrator as well. Um, I've also led a charter school board. I was on, on the board for Ivy Prep Academy, which is the first um, charter commission school for girls. It was actually founded by AKA Nina Gilbert. She's a brilliant woman um, who's been doing this work for a long time. And I had the honor to uh, lead the school that she founded as the chair of the board. And that's what really showed me what can be possibly done in Atlanta public schools. And so that's a little bit of my track record in education and why I feel as if I'm bringing something different to the table. Okay, now Mike B, he was hollering it out. He's running for seat number nine, seat number nine. Now for someone like myself, who's not an Atlanta native, not a Georgia native, I'm from Dallas, Texas. What's up Cowboys? And uh, when they say seat number nine, like what is that? And what is what would your duties include? What would you be responsible for? That's an excellent question. So the city of Atlanta Board of Education is broken down into six districts that represent the various communities and areas of the city. So, you know, you have district one, you have district two. Um, I grew up in district two in the heart of the city where the AUC is, um, you know, shout out to Mosley Park. And that's that's a, a big area. A lot of legacy residents, Washington Park, um, a lot of those areas are connected to District 2. You have District 3, which kind of moves a little bit further, you know, east um, of the city. Then you have District 4, 5, and 6. And so also to coordinate with the Atlanta City Council, there are three at-large seats for the school board in each of the um, there are two districts combined that make up the at-large seat. So for seat nine, uh, the districts that are combined to um, make up seat nine are districts five and six, uh, both districts that I've taught in. That is, okay, well, I'm, look, I'm taking notes because this is so interesting to me. So seat nine is composed of district five and district six. That's Those correct. Are school, and, and what cities, area is that? Because that's where you taught at. So what areas is that? So for those who like Outkast and um, hey. you know, listen to Outkast music, right? Not saying that I play Outkast for my students because it's kind of hard to get, um, you know, censored music, right? But the area that seat nine consists of, it goes all the way from Bolton Road, um, all the way around to the South Atlanta area. Now, okay. is seat nine an open seat or is somebody you trying to kick up out that seat? Yeah. That's a, that's an excellent question. The incumbent is currently in the seat. He's been on the board for eight years. Uh, and um, his name is also Jason. Now, you know, thankfully, since my last name is Allen, I come first on the ballot. So um, there was that's a science smart. to that, <laughs> thankfully. And I, I believe that will also help to work in my favor. But Jason Estevez has been on the board for eight years, he's currently the incumbent who has, you know, helped to lead the work of the board, which is why my high school, Frederick Douglass High School, has had almost 10 principals in the eight years that he's been in this seat. And so, of course, any educator will tell you that when you have principals that leave in the middle of the year, it causes what? It causes, that's the leader, right? Yes. Like, so, much you know, so it causes a lot of confusion. So you can mm -hmm. do the math and kind of figure out 10 principals under this young man's watch as being a board member in the area that he represents. That's the other thing too, that Douglas is in and the schools within the Douglas cluster are in the area that he represents. And so, yes, so to answer your question, I'm taking on the incumbent and um, you know, anything is possible. I think the people want change and they want someone who can really come in and do what's necessary for our children. All right, spoken like a true politician in the best way. Now, I do want to talk about, because I know you're also like, you know, you call yourself an education activist and your blogger, and that's what Ed Lanta, that's your, tell us a little bit about your Ed Lanta 
That's that's your blog, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yes. Atlanta. So actually, a little bit of history behind that. After President Obama left office, there was um, a huge investment from his education team in what education would look like moving forward after he left out of office. So how are we connecting with families, communities, activists, and also advocates um, for educational um, equity? And so Atlanta was birthed from the education post that was um, founded by Arnie Duncan and Peter Cunningham, who you know have continued to help you know lead us and give us best practices how to address policy development, um, but also ways to really reimagine education. So we're not currently using you know best practices, and this is very true to this day. We're we're using best practices from 1921. In some in some areas of the nation, and so Atlanta was birthed through that as uh, advocacy blog to lift the voices of parents, teachers in the Atlanta area. And um, I've been the longest-standing blogger on there, uh, becoming the director of the Atlanta Student Coalition, which was developed by myself as a teacher to bring student voices into the conversation. Because I started saying, well, you know, I'm, it's good to hear from parents, right? It's good to hear from fellow teachers and administrators, retired teachers, board members. But we're doing this work to serve kids. So why are we? Why don't we make a seat for them at the table? Yeah. And it makes sense, right? So I've been doing that. And, you know, shout out to the Atlanta Student Coalition. They were intricate in helping flip the school board in Gwinnett. We got over 400 high school seniors who were eligible to vote. No one was touching them. No one was giving them information about voter education. And we did the research and we became engaged that we did what needed to be done to make sure that they got out to vote. And they encouraged those, you know, 18 to 25 year olds to get out to vote. And that's what happened in Gwinnett. So if Gwinnett can do it, then Atlanta surely can do it. You better say that. Um, so you spoke about uh, President Obama. He's famous for the uh, yes. I guess you'll go after Ron Meyer. <laughs> My bad, little sister. Continue. So I want to hear what you're gonna do different than than come. Well, the first thing that I want to definitely do different is improve our accountability measures. There is no way that we should have a principal that is being accused of and from students and teachers and has been founded to do so sexually harass and offend female students and teachers in the school and things like this happen because of the lack of accountability and i learned the process of how board members play an intricate role in not just policy development but accountability leading the charter school board it was my role as the person that was the board chair and hired the executive director or leader of the school to ensure that they are doing the right thing, not just by students. And see, here's where a lot of issues in education happen. A lot of people are focused on, okay, the school board is supposed to make sure that there are better outcomes for students, but if they are not treating the teachers and the staff members right, then that's an equity problem. Because if you make me upset when I'm coming to work, you don't pay me an equitable wage, you think that I'm gonna show up and give 120%. Now, there are few like myself who would do it, but the masses of people aren't. And so that's one of the very first things that I would do from my experience is add to the board and help us look at how we're holding our superintendent accountable. And the caveat to that is being able to ask the right questions. So if this board has never been in the classroom, they've never served on any other type of board, they've never been connected in the community, they're not having conversations with retired educators or they're connected with a university system. I'm currently getting my master's in special education. And so I know how they're training teachers. I know how they're building master teachers in the state of Georgia. If you don't have that know-how, then how do you really know how to keep and hold the superintendent accountable? So that's one of the very first things that I would do as a board member on a team of persons who I hope will want to see stronger accountability measures in Atlanta public schools as well. Can I ask my question now, Ron? Yes, ma'am. Okay, just <laughs> wanted to make sure. Okay. So, uh, Jason, you were mentioning your history and your um, correlation with the education system, as well as it running into the family, as well as being an Atlanta native. I was wondering, because of the passion that you're displaying as you're talking about everything 
and what you're trying to implement and what you're bringing awareness to. Did you always see yourself being a teacher or running for the Board of Education? Or is this something that just kind of birthed into? That is a great question. So I have to share this story. When I was in fifth grade at FL Stand Elementary School, the funny thing is my fifth grade teacher is still teaching at that school in the same classroom in Atlanta Public Schools. That does not and I, I got involved in student government and, you know, I challenged our school leaders. I said, listen, we always go on this trip to Six Flags, but when I have to walk to school, I see my neighbors and community members suffering. So I, I started a community cleanup day for those fifth graders getting ready for middle school. And ever since they have continued that legacy, right? So that our students can be engaged with the community. And like my fifth grade teacher would tell you, I've been doing the work of community engagement and advocating for um, students since I was in fifth grade. And um, I started in education after graduating the University of West Georgia. Um, my senators and I, we took on the summer camps in Carrollton, Georgia. I was the second African-American to become the SGA president. And we kicked up so much dust. The city was like, well, since you're addressing equity at the college, we want you guys to come and help us address it with the young people that we may not be serving the best. And so after that summer, we, and I know my dad is still mad at me to this day, uh, but we gave up our grants and our scholarships to go to law school and we became teachers. And I've been doing it for 17 years and I, I don't regret it. I wouldn't take it back. I wouldn't even look backwards. Really? I yep. love it. I love it. So impactful. And so like you did it at a young age, like you, it's like you already knew your calling. But um, I do want to kind of get into like the, you know, when do we vote? Who can vote? Oh, yeah. All of the good stuff. Like we need to know who can do this. So early voting starts on October the 12th. And here's what I, I'm telling my students. And we're actually working on this right now. We are visiting the Secretary of State's website. You know, we have to make sure we're educating ourselves on the new policies that are in place, right? Um, and what we have been seeing in the driver's license, you know, division and, you know, people getting their IDs, there is a lack of support for seniors and seniors, seniors in high school and our senior citizens. And so definitely, you know, people who are listening into this amazing, you know, podcast, make sure that you're getting connected with that now because early voting is going to be around the corner again on October 12th and then election day is on November 2nd. Okay, and I'm assuming like, I know I know it's for like, you know, seat nine and again, I'm not from Georgia, so since I'm part of Fulton County, I can vote or do I have to be living in that district? You have to live within the city of Atlanta, even though Atlanta oh, okay. is in Fulton County. And that's a good question because a lot of people have asked me that. They're like, man, we need you out here. And I'm like, no, I'm in the city of Atlanta. So city of Atlanta residents are eligible to vote for the Atlanta Board of Education. And again, I'm encouraging everyone to vote for seat nine at large. All righty. Any last thoughts for Jason, guys, before we go ahead and let him wrap out? Mm. I, was, I was trying to get my mic to unmute. Continue <laughs> fighting the good fight, my brother. Good luck to you. And um, all the encouragement that I can offer because education is something that is very, um, what is the right word in Atlanta? Something, education is something in Atlanta. It is something not taken seriously. Don't want to say that. Taken for granted. But that, yes. No, you're right. It's not <laughs> taken seriously. Like, taken I mean, for granted. that's honest. Yes. And we need people who are passionate, full of power, full of energy, and full of the desire to come in and make a difference. So I, I offer you the best of luck. No now, and you you seem like you're a millennial you're giving me millennial vibes did you grow up in the 90s so you're a millennial yeah uh, yeah i mean I, w I was born in the 80s I, I was born in the 80s so yeah i guess you know i'm gen no X you're a millennial because i'm born like... in the 80s too no 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 yeah, either jason way. you make the cut jason yeah, is i made a the cut he, made I made the the cut. Cut. he, not, he, he just don't act old as run but um <laughs> as as far yeah, as you know as journalists millennial. uh uh you know you're really not supposed to to endorse candidates that's just the unwritten rule so i, I know, won't do I know. that here but you know my support and and my my support and respect for you um uh you say final thoughts because i don't really have to ask any questions i definitely wanted to get you on this platform to talk about the school board and talk about your running for this seat but i just um i guess the question would be how important is it uh like randy said randy's not from 
um, Atlanta, and my co-hosts are not City of Atlanta residents, but it's important to I know am. where you are and where you. Randy's now a City of Atlanta resident, but it's important to know exactly uh, the small things to vote for, and not just, of course, our large elections which we went through That's last it. year. But you being that native Atlantan, and I mean from the heart of the city, a graduate from Atlanta Public Schools, like knowing knowing that like how important is that to be able to connect with that because i think that's what unfortunately uh and i can only speak for atlanta we're missing that we have so yeah. many people coming here who want to know more and learn more about this city but yet we don't have the leaders who can connect with the city so how is important how important is that to be able to connect with your roots you know this is the reality. I was a teacher in Atlanta Public Schools when the cheating scandal hit. And, you know, God rest my my godmother and those seniors who really were advising us during this time, like if we don't do something different, this is gonna be detrimental for our communities. And it was just that. Look at what we're seeing in the city of Atlanta right now with the inequities around affordable housing, public transportation, you know, right. gentrification is a reality that is happening and is by design pushing out a lot of our legacy residents and working class families. This impacts our school system that brings in or, you know, it takes up about 52% of our tax base. The other caveat is we know that Atlanta influences everything. So this is a major election, not just for the metro Atlanta area, but for those school districts that we work with and partner with in Tennessee and Florida and South Carolina and North Carolina and Alabama and Louisiana and Mississippi that are looking to Atlanta specifically on, well, how are we going to reshape behavior, attendance and discipline policies? How are we going to build mm -hmm. better relationships with charter schools, but also have a balance of traditional schools that have innovative programs and also flexibility to really reach every child. And so this is very important because what most people will look at and say, if we have another downfall with the school system in the city of Atlanta, those middle-class families are not gonna be able to afford to stay within the city because here's the reality. If schools fail, you pay double and we're already paying for enough failing schools. So we need to make sure that we are reshaping education. It's an important factor uh, in this race and a lot of people are focused on it because everyone is thinking about the mayoral race and the city council. But also right. remember this, a lot of the property in the city of Atlanta is managed by the school board that oversees the schools in our city. So I'll end it at that um, on how detrimentally important this school board election is. One last question, one last question. Right. What's your plan for, for COVID? Because um, these people sick of you sending their children back home after they sent them to y'all. No, that's a good question. So having lost a student in the pandemic, which is devastating within itself, um, we learned a lot. And one of the things that even before this previous school year ended, my students and I were meeting with board members in Atlanta, asking them to do one thing that we felt like would be very helpful, which is mandating an audit of individualized health plans. These are health plans for children that have severe health conditions. So many of our cousins, many of our family members, Georgia is the number one state of black and brown children that have asthma and bronchitis, which we know impacts the spread and impact of COVID-19 if you get it. I know for a fact, because three of my colleagues that are teachers, their children are still at home after three weeks who have asthma from being exposed to COVID-19. School leaders can only do so much with a mask mandate and getting them extra disinfectant and changing the air filter. If they don't even know that they have children in their building that have severe health conditions. And we learned this at the onset of the pandemic in a very hard way and not as a failure of our school, but just because it was so new and we didn't know. And so having lost a student and understanding the impact that it has on the 38% of children in Atlanta that have severe health conditions. I would definitely make sure that we're mandating audits to ensure that our staff is really prepared to handle students that have severe health conditions and also rethinking how we're doing our calendar so that we don't have overcrowded classrooms. 
we don't have children in small spaces where there's not enough room to social distance. And so those are two basic things that I would definitely do to help us circumvent the increasing numbers of COVID-19 in the Atlanta public schools. You know, Jason, you are so well-spoken. You just say it like so good and fluent. I'm like, okay, all right, he got my vote. <laughs> it just makes me want to just like sign me up. So guys, again, Jason B. Allen running for seat number nine, guys. Early voting starts October the 12th. Uh, actual, uh, the official election day is going to be on November the 2nd. If you are living in the city of Atlanta, you are a city of Atlanta resident, you can go out there and vote. This brother is trying to make a change. Uh, Jason, I have your Twitter here at Ballen or JB Allen. Hey, yeah. number five. Is there an underscore or just JB Allen no, five? Yeah, that's it. And then on Facebook, guys, you can find the blog, Atlanta blog. ED Lanta blog. Is that right? That's right. So any last words you want to leave for our listeners, Jason? I would just definitely say that it is time for Atlanta to reimagine education. We should be offering better educational outcomes for our students. Students are telling me they want better opportunities. They want better workforce development experiences. They want to be prepared to be able to become their own bosses and understand the dynamics of that. But they also are gravely concerned with their lack of literacy skills and how they need to better that and improve that. So I urge us to get out, vote, know what our board members have done, uh, what those who are seeking to run for office, such as myself or seat nine at large, have done and what we're doing. Uh, I'll end on this. I teach my students this every day. Don't just take people by their words, but look at their actions. And I think that this school board has shown us in eight years what they are capable of doing and what they refuse to do. All right, guys, we heard it first, guys. We're going to take a break right here. We were sitting with Jason Allen, Jason B. Allen, guys, running for seat number nine for Atlanta Education School Board. Make sure you go out there and vote, guys. We're going to take a break. And when we get back, we got a little bit of Ron's rundown. So keep it locked right here on Black Educated and Broke. They say beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, and all fine art starts with a vision. Through extensive research and studying, Barbie Dalming lashes are crafted to enhance your beauty inside and out. Unlike synthetic lashes you can find in stores or online, Barbie Dalming lashes are made with a soft cotton band, which makes them lightweight, comfortable, and easy to apply. Don't let me forget, you can wear these lashes up to 25 times with proper care. Get dolled up and shop at www barbiedowbeauty.com and ladies barbie is spelled b-a-r-b-e-e -E. see you later some of them men think they freak this like we do but no they don't make your check come at the neck disrespect us no they won't yo what's up people it's your boy alisa d from comedy central man you know me i'm black educated and broke as hell i just want y'all to know hey man keep listening to this podcast black educated and broke it's your boy alisa d hey man get your cash up Get your education up and get your goddamn blackness up. Yes, sir. It's your boy, Ron, bringing you Ron's Rundown. Nothing but that hip-hop fire and straight sports knowledge. Black, educated, and broke is now in the building. You should be, too. Let's go. Hello, everyone. My name is Jason B. Allen. I'm a 17-year educator currently teaching special education. And I get my information, my news, my latest updates around pop culture from Black, educated, and broke. And so I need you guys to make sure you connect to this because my students and I, we're connected. Alrighty, guys, we are back here on Black Educated and Broke. Again, shout out again to Mr. Jason B. Allen, uh, running again for seat number nine for the Atlanta Education School Board. We thoroughly enjoyed this brother. If you want to follow him and all things he has going on, remember his Twitter is at jballen5 and you can also follow him on facebook at atlanta blog alrighty so also right before the break we were teasing ron's rundown to see what type of stuff he got to talk about today ron do not bore me what do you have well thank you for the support there boss uh, <laughs> hello kings and queens wow i mean wow been, been a minute since i did this see if i remember how to do this thing please so Back in Ooh, 2006, no, no. there was this movie called ATL. ATL, yo. Oh, my God. Oh, no, yeah, Sean loved that movie. Brooklyn, Teddy, Esquire, the two oh, ghetto, ghetto twins. Yeah, the ghetto twins. 
Oh, Shawn, not like there. You calling that movie trash? Uh, and you know, day. I don't give trash. I don't give Rashad no, 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 nothing on this show. I give him the utmost respect. But at the end of the day, Shawn, I love you, big dog. But that this is my show, terrible. and that show trash. Okay? Oh, Shawn, so he got his earpods on. He can't hear. It. But go ahead, damn it. The one that shows the movie. <laughs> I'm talking about the movie. What you talking about? Was it a movie? The movie with T.I. No, that was a straight to be trash romanticized version of Atlanta. Like, y'all got, maybe y'all came to Atlanta with these false adorations. Film that with them original camera phones, Maya. Okay, with the flip phone. Y'all a hater, y'all. It ain't no family movie, first of all. A family movie from where? What family you know watching that movie? Listen, you gotta be from Atlanta to understand the disrespect that that movie showed. Like, that <laughs> was just, that was just disrespectful. They was trying Ooh, to give y'all a clean, wholesome movie. Kidding me? That, He's that my movie Kit Rock. Get it out of here. Got to go. Return to center. Go ahead, Ron. Let him finish the story, man. Let me see what he's about to talk about. Because I think hell, I know. What I know what he's about to say. I know exactly what he's about to say. Mad as hell, man. Go ahead. So Friday, August 27th, they released the trailer to ATL 2, y'all. They called a homecoming. Man, we need no damn trailer. What they coming home to? Like, what? Oh, no. People are being so disrespectful I, I to you. I said the same, but I was like, what's the homecoming? I didn't get that either. I didn't get that. What? Like, what are they coming home to? You know what? I need this court case for T.I. to yeah. come up for the movie. <laughs> oh, oh, y'all is not right to do this. Now that, I ain't taking that for Say what I said. I ain't y'all. I actually hung out yes. with uh, Clifford. He's actually a very nice young man. Yes. <laughs> All right, y'all the same height, and I don't really give a shit. Okay, next. Ooh, <laughs> what that got into you tonight? Yo, that's nothing. I'm just being honest. Violent, I love it. Oh, man, let me get the You're hell out here. Somebody got the wild the hell out right this quick. Move, man. The movie, <laughs> it don't have a date of when it's coming out yet, but it seems like it's coming Cancel out it. on Netflix. Cancel it. Might Thank be you. stop it. Same. The same cast is in the movie, except for one of the twins. I only saw one of the twins, so I don't know where the other went. Let me tell you what Hanging out with the Kardashians. No, 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 anyway. let me tell you what she said. She said that that promo was filmed 10 years ago. And oh. she wasn't there at that time. Oh. But so she would definitely be on set oh, okay. <laughs> when they do start filming for ATL2. Whatever yeah, promo they release, Shaw said the reason why it wasn't good because they hyped it up like it was gonna be this street movie, but it's really these said some niggas on some skates. Yeah. It really was dude. a street movie. It got hyped up to be a street movie. That's what. Yeah, that's what Shaw said. Yeah. So oh, I don't remember that hype. Me I either. thought it was a nice wholesome. That's what I said. You hyped it up. He said nobody. <laughs> it's not a family movie. Let's get that out the way. And for two, that promo they released was just a link up. Like it really just looked like a link up. Like that was when Lauren was still happy Ooh. and she looked good. Lauren looked amazing. Ain't nobody from Atlanta act but Andre. Anyway, um, <laughs> next Mike B. I mean Mark. I mean Ron. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you don't went through five different names. Yeah. Right. Atlanta season in this show. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know we was gonna get all this heat off this little trailer, man. Oh, get we not letting leave. this up. Mm-mm. That was. Yeah, oh, we not letting it up. That that one heat right there. That one enough. Oh, that was <laughs> that was tame. That was civilized. <laughs> Thank you. Too. Hell no. All right. Okay, so go ahead, bro. What? He said, "Go to your next story." So. All right. So here we go. As we all know, uh, New Orleans and uh, the Gulf Coast were hit with Hurricane Ida this week. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And as yep. always, Master P will be there to help out. Um, all right. Him and his water company, L.A. Great, will be there to help out people in need. Um, I know they were saying that the power may be out uh, mm -hmm. two to three weeks down there, man. That's, that's terrible, man. I, I, I pray that comes up for those people. But uh, just prayers and support. So all those affected by the storm. But uh, Master P and his company will be out there helping those people in need. So shout out to Master P, man. He's always like, there for uh, Absolutely. Uh, they say really the, uh, the, the new levee system held up compared to uh, first Hurricane Katrina and then um, what the, I think what is uh, Hurricane Ida? It mm -hmm. what is it tied? It tied fifth for one of the strongest storms Dang. that hit the uh, Gulf Coast. You know, you know and I just. I'm sorry, but I was I know this is like people homes and stuff, but I'd be like, if you like know you live in a city that can flood like that, I don't know why you would still want to stay there. Well, Hurricane Katrina. It's hard. It's hard. They blew up the levee. 
So I don't know how you're going to say this from hell when you blew up. Say that. Stuff. Say that right there. Say that part right there. They sure did. <laughs> yeah, they, they sure they did. Boom, that bitch. Okay. But um, I have the utmost respect for Master P. He is really the one that is that you can always rely on him to get back to his hometown Absolutely. or to stand yeah. uh, 10 toes down for his um, people. Yep. And, and he don't have to be asked oh, yeah. if he just show up. He, no, nobody has to Absolutely. He takes the initiative. He makes these companies or he uh, correlates with these companies to get this name out for him to be able to do that. It's just you making all the moves that everybody claims they making. And I just, I, I you got my respect. Yeah, respect. Oh, yeah. And for Randy, hey, real quick, though, when people not leaving, uh, I have a family in New Orleans, they older and they have battled. You know, you just, okay. at, when you get to that certain age of battling, these natural disasters, as you call them, and if you are spiritual, whatever you believe and you've been brought over, then a lot of those, a lot of them old folks, they just feel like they're gonna get through it again. Okay, I'm just a lot of them, uh, a lot of them really do. Do uh, three? You spell Tom on the morning show, comedian Jetta Jones. She talked about. Uh, I think Tom got her out of New Orleans during Katrina because it was so bad. It was like Miss Dupree. I know you've been in New Orleans all your life, but you know she's also traveled the road. So a lot of probably miss being a performer but he was like no nah, like you're not staying here we got to get you out because that's how bad it was so a lot of people just don't leave yeah, and unfortunately true. then you lose life yeah. it's also a matter of finances too like where am i going i don't have nowhere to go yeah. oh that part absolutely to pay you got nowhere to go all my family here where we going mm-hmm. yeah yeah no you're right because so fema hard. as you saw after katrina fema didn't do nothing to help the folks they took all that money with the Red Cross and everything, and they was out there on their own. Well, that, was, that was George Bush, but anyway. You know, but you know, that was his project, that's his initiative, so we keep it cute. <laughs> okay, <on>. Ron. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ron, we lit. Hey, feel how you feel. After making this debut on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, and YouTube uh, on August 20th, R&B goddess Aaliyah's 1996 sophomore LP has re-entered the Billboard 200 at number oh, wow. 10. Yes, Aaliyah. Shout out to my queen. Not only, not only, uh, you know, her fans that were familiar with her music getting a chance to rehear it, um, but also new people getting a chance to hear it as well. So, yeah. shout out to my queen. So glad that uh, her album, her sophomore album, is doing well once again. Uh, Donda finally released on Sunday, August 29th, and it has made it to number one on the Billboard 200. Oh, but wow. Not without some drama. Oh, no. Oh, well, Kim K. Breezy huh? off. It's a <laughs> well, breezy off. Well, well, first, uh, Kanye said that he didn't release the album. He said Universal released the album, which, dude, no, look how long he was taking. Can you blame him? Yeah. Who so, run the record company? Him or Universal? He on Universal. He on Universal. Oh, okay, well, they did what they said they were going to do. Kanye, shut the hell up, man. What cute at? That cute, yeah, as long that cute, as he was taking boy. shit, I would release that shit, too. Uh, next, Soldier Boy is pissed off because his verse was taken off the album. He went to go do some work with Kanye, and his part was taken off. But, but they took the Yule. But, but dude, the Yule. You, you Soldier Boy. Yule. Can you blame him? No, what, Soldier, no, no. What's that most recent song Soldier Boy got out that go hard? Uh, uh, Draco. Clap, 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 clap. Don't get no credit for that. He be having some good, like, little catchy that you want to dance to song. Like, no y'all can have on Soldier Boy. I want to. I want to see you make some praise in the club and that cool, but I'm not going to give you no lyrical. You wow, if it's gonna make people wanna like like your and maybe make a dance to it and make you more money, okay, like Randy, why not? Okay, he made a cute little dance song. Move on. He's done Ooh, it before. You sound like a bitter ass man. You soldier boy tell I got the dance for y'all. You my Chris Brown called Kanye a whole hoe on Instagram. What? Because apparently Chris Brown had a verse that was removed from a song called New Again, but his background vocals are still, you can still hear those in the background. Yeah, I heard that song. He got paid, I mean, Did he? Did he? Well, you You don't know, Maya. He'll be still Is Kanye bankrupt or something? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Nah. <laughs> you so can't talk about Chris that, Breezy. There's a song called Jail 2. There's a Jail 1 and a Jail 2. The Jail 1 has Jay-Z on it. 
Jail 2 was supposed to have the baby on it, but his verse was blocked. They're saying his manager, Arnold Taylor, blocked it. But now the manager's saying he didn't do it. So what? it's between the baby's camp and Universal, where <laughs> the baby's verse was taken off of Jail 2. Little baby or the baby? The baby. Probably because of that scandal, oh, that's why they took it off. But everybody wants to say it is based on that. Yeah, but it wouldn't be Kanye without a little bit of drama. So, oh, that's all I got for the rundown. Ron, that was a good rundown. I'm sorry, I knew you were going to give him your Twitter. Wait a minute, I'm still stuck. So, the baby. Bore you, that boss. you didn't bore me at all. Oh, my God, I just realized you didn't bore me. That was really good. Good job. You're welcome. Anyway, so the baby, the baby is no longer on the That's all I got. Shitty. Yitty. I'm Y'all sorry. My, my question. So the <laughs> baby is not on that. No. No, the baby is not on there. Okay. Nor is little baby. Little baby is on there. Little baby okay. is and then on there. not on the album. <laughs> and then what yeah, happened? Little baby is on there. He on. I don't know the name of the song, but he on there with uh the weekend. You shall right, Ron. And they took Jay-Z off, too. Jay-Z off the Oh, album. Jay-Z is on Jail 1. He on the first song. Oh, he on the first song. That's good. Yeah. Give us the correct facts, Ron. Thank you, because we don't be knowing, and I'm glad you actually know something for This, this week. Right, because maybe knows he'd be clueless. Okay, well, uh, guys, again, make this sure you are... This is my Ron, be nice, okay, all right. You little midget. Oh, says the nigga that's 5'2". We don't say Bigger the M you. word around here. That is so rude. Oh, to bring it out. Was well, y'all getting me all out of character? So guys, we're gonna take Instead a break, sir. Okay, let me go mute you because you're doing so much for me. So guys, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna wrap this thing up. So keep on listening to Black Educated and <laughs> What's good, kings and queens? It's your boy, Ron. And I know when you listen to the Black Educator and Broke podcast, you're thinking to yourself, man, dealing with Randy O is a lot. You know what? You're right. It is. And that's why we depend on our friends over at the Green Toad Hemp Farm. They have everything we need to stay calm, cool, and relaxed. And they can do the same for you. All you got to do is go to blackeducatedandbroke.com as well as all of our social media outlets and click on the link. TheGreenToadHemp.com slash R-E-F slash B-E-B-A-T-L 2020. The Green Toad Hemp is the absolute best in premium CB products in every category. Don't believe me? Try them out. I guarantee the Green Toad Hemp Farm will make sure that your CBD experience is his stock. I'm listening to Black Educated and Broke. Okay, we are back here on Black Educated and Broke doing the MOST as always. <sighs> So, uh, 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 wait, uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, um, so guys, yeah, we hope you enjoyed the show. Okay, I know got look they did. Like they I did. said, shout out to Jason, Jason Allen. Yes, that's right, because he's running for the Atlanta Education School Board. Shout out to him. You guys want to make sure and vote early vote in October the 12th. Actual voting is on November the 2nd, so shout out to him. Also, you know, Ron gave an amazing rundown. Melanie News was doing what he did. Shout out to the guys. You did a good show. I just want to tell you guys that I'm just proud of each and every one of you. We rested. We've been on vacation. Yeah. We've been working. Randy been in a whole bunch of weddings. That's what she told I know, the other right? radio show. She didn't tell us, but she told the other radio show. Well, yeah. So thanks for sharing for me. And everybody knows. So um, so again, thank you. Again. How was the wedding? So, well, me and Chad, I think whenever we do decide to get married, we're totally going to do a destination wedding because Mexico was so beautiful. Mm-mm. Even though we might do, I'm, I'm down for a little elopage, but you know, whatever. So, it was beautiful, but I enjoyed it 100%. <laughs> yes. Okay. And shout out to Zay, who came to the A. She will be 
you know, coming here sooner than what we thought. I cannot wait to have her live here. Absolutely. Also, letting our audience know, you know, we may have found us a new home. So stay tuned. Uh, sometime this month, I'm not going to tell you guys. We're just going to surprise you. We're going to be in the Stewie, as Ron would say. So it's going to be looking good for that. Um, any other updates that I got, guys? What else is going on? Wow, you did that. I knew you were going to do that. You did it. You did what? it. I'm so, I'm not even surprised. <laughs> what did Ooh, I do? So disappointed. Oh, man. I forgot. Oh. oh, Maya's. Mm. Listen, so. And you've been asking for it, too. I've been asking. And so, you know what? Uh, charge it to my brain and not my heart. I'm trying so to out. follow you. <laughs> I love you, too. I do, okay? Listen, so Maya, guys, it's been a while, but you know she has this thing called The Mayan Empire, where she blogs and talks about some things that she's feeling and wants to share in situations that are actually kind of juicy. You may want to go read it. So Maya, let me know about your latest blog and how can they find it? So my latest blog is circling around transitions and exchanging it. How do you deal with it? How do you cope with it? Are you prepared for it? Are you ready for it? And it is live now on blackeducatedandbroke.com, but you can also check it out via V-T-H-E-E-E, Mayan, M-A-Y-A-N, Empire, traditional spelling.com. I love that traditional spelling. That girl right there. <laughs> See, that's HBCU grad, okay? Okay, educated. Hey, Randy. What? Before we go, you know we got to shout out to Green Toll Hill Farm. Congratulations to them. They opened up a new store. Absolutely. In Atlanta. McDonald's, McDaniel Southwest in Atlanta. Yeah, hey, that's McDaniel. Hey, you know what? Speaking of McCannerville and that sorry-ass movie ATL, but that's McDaniel Street. Yeah. Oh, hey, throw God. that out there. There's Part actually a lot Atlanta. of movies. There's a lot of movies that's been shot off of McDaniel Street. Honestly. It has been. But you have but no idea today in Atlanta. Okay? This is so true. Yeah. But, you know, Thank shout you. out to the Green Toad and him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to let Ron have his moment for shouting out his sponsor, but I really wasn't done with my segment of my little oh, thing. Oh, thing. But it's okay. I've been interrupted <clears throat> it twice tonight. Okay. Oh, she's counting. So oh, pause. I'll, buy, she's counting. Wow. I'll tell you what. I'll buy you some uh, McDonald's ice cream since their machines work. <laughs> well, they gotta go. They gotta go to court first. They gotta go to court. <laughs> Y'all. Anyway, we hope you guys like will be back next. I thought week. you. I thought you actually liked me. I just next felt like week, you just threatened my life. For a full show, we'll be having the full crew back. So check us out, okay? On the notice, be your girl Randy O. Mike B. It's Maya. You say, Your boy Ron. It's all time to cue the takeover. Wait, look at that. Bye, y'all. I'm gone. Oh Dang, God, I'm sorry, Q. You better get up on my face.